0: We're not against podcasts. We're not against podcasters, but we are against those dorks. here from the uh, still too hot Parkersburg West Virginia It's not quite as hot in DC but it's the middle of October it's October 14th 10:31 p.m and David I don't know about you I just like I'm still wearing like you know pretty much summer clothes
1: uh, I'm, I'm wearing pants more That's but true. yeah pants and t-shirt yeah. first pants and short sleeve shirt have I'm, not thought about a sweatshirt have not thought about a pullover. Have not thought even about my denim jacket
0: I mean, like two episodes ago, I remember I was talking about how I was excited for the fall weather it was coming, and then we got like a week or so of nice fall weather and then it just went back to blistering hot you know I went to Chicago and it was ninety degrees and you know the heating index was like in the mid 90s when I was on vacation back in d c it was it was trash yeah it was uh,
1: it's not been it's not been a
0: lot of fun yeah. You know, the last episode, the whole point you know, of the music at the beginning and the end was that it was the end of summer. If We dropped on the first day of fall. It's, that was three weeks ago, and it's still been in the 80s this week. I, I am, I'm whatever. I'm not better about it, though. Uh, climate change! Climate change. Uh, speaking of things heating up, uh, this is obviously old news by the time we talked about it, but uh, we are tailor-made for this story. The Urban Meyer story uh so so, yes so let's paint the picture david already fair to say you are not a fan of urban meyer regard like regardless of anything else you're you're not a fan of urban meyer fair to say right
1: i didn't like urban meyer when this year started and i'm just feeling so validated in not liking and you
0: weren't happy when the jags hired him and um oh god and then uh, this was about. I and think, then he hired. And then he hired a guy who got let go for racism in college football. That's right. So off to a sketchy start. Now they're in o- Iowa. <laughs> Bar's been set pretty low, I guess. Um, so they're zero and five. But a couple weeks ago, the big story was yep. not necessarily the performance on the field. David, what was the uh, the big Urban Meyer development?
1: Well, so there have actually been two that I think are one that's gone under-discussed under and one that's been appropriately discussed. We're going to talk about the under-discussed and the over-discussed. Uh, the first one, the under-discussed, is press conference from that game. Like, the game
0: after came the the before
1: that in, the incident that we're going to speak of later.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, where Urban Meyer says Trevor is uncomfortable running QB sneaks. And then what did Trevor Lawrence and say? <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is like, I am very comfortable running QB sneaks. And if you think about it, like the most famous play of his from his freshman year is that like 40 yard run where he breaks, where he breaks two tackles. Like, yeah, yeah. That guy, that guy's not comfortable with Uh, with running 10 yards.
0: uh, So, so urban already kind of off to a sketchy start, but of course the, the, the incident that made news as David alluded to David. uh, What, what happened to old urban?
1: Urban Meyer was spotted at a bar that I would later learn, I believe from you, Jack, mm-hmm. is his bar,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, or the Urban bar at his Port-
0: restaurant, whatever that technicality is. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it's. You know what? He is. His name's on the lease of the building. Yes. We'll just we'll say that. And you know that I that
0: is not something I have a problem with. Now, now, and again, for some more context. Um, well, the bars. Hold on, in- hold oh, go on. ahead. There are there are several layers. There are yes. things that I don't. There there is plenty of this. Yeah, sure. that's like
1: none of my. That's business true. If, if it was just that,
0: that no one would care. care. But yes, David. there's there like more to it. Urban Urban's at a bar that he owns. Yeah, I mean, if I owned a, a semi-successful restaurant, I'd hang out there too. Yeah.
1: Sure. Why not? Yeah. Um. Urban Myers at a bar with a woman who's not his wife.
0: Again. Not my business. But scummy-ish. Also, we should, again, Uh, Not great, but, like,
1: again, not my business, not my... I don't know his wife, I don't know what their situation is.
0: And the bar itself, by the way, is in Columbus, Ohio, and I think this was the night of or the night after a loss in Jacksonville. Night after. Night Night, after. Night after.
1: He did not take the plane back with the team. Right. He went out drinking. At his bar.
0: So again, another layer of like, okay, this isn't looking great for Urban.
1: This is this is where I start to this is that's that's the thing where I have the problem yes yeah. Urban not like, getting on the flight and going home. Like, yeah, you're probably pissed off and want a drink, but like, you're the, the leader. You're a living yes, you're the leader. You're supposed to be this leader of men. Supposed to be this guy who changes the culture. Part of part of why he was hired, the rationale, at least that we've been given, is that Urban is this magnetic moral force, and just like when you look back at the history of the teams he's coached, just, what the, f- yeah. where do you where do you get that?
0: Yeah, it's more of like, Utah
1: the, is yeah. the only one, and I think Utah was successful. In spite of urban, yeah, as a moral compass program,
0: yeah. So we're already at this layer where it, it, it's a sandwich where all of the ingredients are not making urban look great. But then here comes the uh, the cheese that tops off the sandwich to perfection.
1: Oh boy! And you and, and cheese, considering what happens.
0: Oh, well, that was an unintentionally <sighs> terrible metaphor. But yes, uh, yes, it's <sighs> fine.
1: Uh, Urban Urban gets aggressively handsy with this person's hindquarters.
0: Who it, she's got to be in her early twenties and just starts uh,
1: at the at the oldest.
0: Uh, she starts, as the kids would say, backing that ass up on Urban at the bar, <laughs> and is twerking the ever living hell out of uh, herself on Urban.
1: And, I mean, she's, she's doing something. I'm not going to call that
0: twerking. You're she's right. Doing something. It's something. It's a suggestive dance, as they would probably she's say. She's doing as, something. As, as we would say in the news something business, something. A, a suggestive dance is how we would describe it, I'm sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so that is the piece de resistance of what is just a terrible look for Urban Meyer. Uh, David, being a jack... Oh, go ahead. What, what are your opinions on the matter? Uh, no,
1: Please finish what you were going to well, say. I, I, I have to formulate the next sentence.
0: Okay, so what I was going to say was, obviously, it's, as David alluded to earlier, disgust ad nauseum, really not a good look for Urban. It's bad on top of everything bad that's been going on. Um, I will say this. In my defense of Urban Meyer, which is not something I thought I would say, I mean, you've seen me, David. When I walk into Chipotle to get an order, and people find out I'm the co-host of Underemployed, I've got random women trying to dance on me all the time, and it's kind of embarrassing. Like, I'm just trying to get my protein and get out of there, and it's like, hey, man, I, you know, I'm, I'm here with friends. I'm here on my own, just like, you know, can you let me eat? my Jack,
1: food? hold on, hold on, hold on. Chipotle in, in Parkersburg?
0: Uh, no, I mean, this was back in False Church. I have to be when it's here. I go to Mo's, and that's what happens. It's not the same, but like, it's it's the same spirit. But yeah. It was, it was Chipotle back home when we started the podcast. I actually...
1: I like Mo's shtick Mo's more than I like Chipotle's. I just wish that Mo's had a better non-meat protein. I do like their soy,
0: but either way, yeah. So, I mean, I get it. it, it Chipotle's it, is a lot... I think Chipotle's is better. But honestly, it happens to me... It, it happens to me, honestly, like once or twice a week at this point. And it's part of the price of fame. So I understand where Urban's coming from. Uh, um,
1: no, I'm... Uh,
0: I don't know. Yeah, so I, I'm. It, the, it, what's your, what's your back and forth? Like, it sounds like you're kind of, you know, struggling with this in terms of how you feel about it. I,
1: I no, I'm not struggling with how I feel about it. I, I'm amazed that the cons kept him on. Hmm. Uh, I think that we've already seen that he's clearly not cut out for the pros. Um, Urban is a lot like. He's a lot like Nick Saban in that he needs a shtick, and he, or he has a shtick, and his shtick just doesn't fly in the pros.
0: Yeah, and it works great in college. You know, I mean, that's, yeah, it's, like it, it works great in college.
1: Uh, Lane Kiffin's another one. Um, Chip Kelly,
0: even uh, in basketball, Rick Pitino. Rick, Rick Pitino was not a good coach for the Celtics. Um, and he obviously, he's, I mean, he's got his other stuff going on. I, I mean,
1: Rick Pitino was a questionable coach for
0: Louisville. Yeah, as we've discussed in the very early days of this podcast. Go back way in the archives. I think that was like episode two we were talking about Rick Pitino. <laughs> so, go way a Rick Pitino
1: in a in a... In a- in
0: a Louisville booth. As as you famously said, it's on the clip at the end of the first year anniversary. Making
1: the beast with two backs at an Italian restaurant.
0: I'm just kind of like you. I I can see why the cons maybe want to keep Urban Meyer. Just... I don't. Well, for now. I, I mean, they might be like, hey, we're already a bad team. Let's see if this can turn itself around and if he can kind of get the locker room back. I mean, what have they got to lose? They're, they're a terrible. I man. don't think
1: he gets that locker room back because... From, from what I've read, you know, he gave his, his bullshit excuse as to what was going on where he said, oh, it wasn't, wasn't giving me a lap dance when it was like, well, you this lap dance here
0: for free. yeah, okay, bud. That's yeah, a Bill Clinton defense. Yeah, that, that was, it was on camera. Yeah, okay. On okay, bud. Yeah. Um. Sure. Sure. Sure there. Yeah. Um,
1: and from, from what I've, from what I've read, very few people could keep a straight face and he had to walk out of the room immediately. Mm. Because they just started laughing.
0: Because yeah. it's like, hey man, like just the, own
1: up to it. And, and it's and it's not like he's lost a, a a plurality of the locker room. From what I've read, he's lost the entirety of the locker
0: room. Well, then maybe it is time to let him go. But I, on the other hand, you know what? The cons uh, the cons pay the checks. I don't. So I mean, part of it's yeah. fun for me to watch. <laughs> now
1: it's oh god, it's just. I, I will also say I have not watched a single down, yeah, of you, Jaguars
0: football in two years. You have well, they've lost twenty in a row, so you haven't missed anything in the last two years, other than fat L's. Yeah, left and I know. Right.
1: I know. Just L after L, L. after
0: L. Oh, uh, I will say someone who took an. I wish Dan
1: Snyder would sell the team, and I would just I would renounce. The Jaguars and come home.
0: Not to get a little too off topic, but did you see what uh, Snyder's move today?
1: Yeah, announcing the retirement of the Sean Taylor of Sean Taylor's number. Three, three days, days before
0: the game. That has that is as that's how on low a, can like you on, get on
1: on an on, a, on an insignificant
0: date as well. Yeah, yeah there's like no- it's not. And even the towels they're going to give out are left over from when they put them in the Ring of Honor a few years ago. They're they're literally just towels they have in storage. It's like, how low can you get? Uh, We don't even need to delve into that. Well, actually, it's tied into the next story.
1: Um, Yeah, I I think we kind of have to. Yeah,
0: so... We didn't expect... uh, One thing we didn't have probably by the last episode was, hey, who will last longer as a head coach, Urban Meyer or John Gruden?
1: Uh, I would have told you John Gruden.
0: Yeah, we all would have. John
1: Gruden lasts longer.
0: So uh, I'm sure most of you know what's happened, uh, like the Urban Meyer story. But, uh, David, what's a quick summary of uh, the John Gruden situation? So John Gruden
1: in... A number of emails of his. I think it was like maybe seventy-five to a hundred emails out of six hundred and fifty thousand emails.
0: Yeah, and were we, leaked. We should we should clarify. And they're doing these emails were part of a bigger investigation into the Washington Football Team, who are under investigation for having a obviously a horrible culture and you know rampant sexual harassment and it be all this stuff. So. That's where...
1: Harassment and misconduct, and uh, it's just, like, a generally awful working environment.
0: So that's why they're investigating these emails, and Gruden in these emails... So, initially, when we're recording this, on Friday, there was a leak that came out that Gruden had uh, about Demore Smith, who is black and is the head of the NFL uh, Players Union, I believe, right? Is that his title?
1: Was at one point I don't know if he still is But Um, at one point was At the point in time when these emails were written
0: He was Yeah, in 2011 is when they started I mean, they happened over a few years But it's 2011 is when a lot of these are Um, 2011 to 2018 And I think Gruden used some term about Like his lips look like the Michelin Man's Something that's like very racially insensitive And came out And Gruden said like look, You know, it was one email Gruden was able to do the hey, that's not really who I am thing. And I, I, I'll i be honest, at the time I was like, okay, plausible deniability, the locker room, unlike the Urban Meyer situation, a lot of the locker room seemed to stand up for him it to rally. some Rally. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, okay, then on Monday, Monday night, uh, the Gap Band called they, they, because they dropped a bomb on him where there were way more emails that came out uh, using the homophobic, you know, the homophobic slur, uh, the prominent way. You know, he, I, a lot of, A lot of like questionable shit. Um, The part to me. What the English call cigarettes. Yes. 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 Um, And the, you know, the the part that was worse for me, but really wasn't made up to be that bad was, or it wasn't as analyzed, was that he had been trading topless photos of women with Bruce Allen, who at the time was the general manager of the, well, then the Washington Redskins. The president.
1: He was the president. Yes, you're right. The,
0: the you're right you're he was the president of the WFT and several of these photos were of football team cheerleaders too. yes that's the part that you know and that again ties into the whole investigation into the Washington football team this is all one intertwined mess of a situation um, and that's
1: all that and that that is a thing out of this that is I think going underreported and I think i sent that the text that I sent you the other night mm-hmm um was that yes, the things that Gruden said are pretty bad. Um are we thinking that the the homophobic slur is the one that broke the camel's back, as I, it were?
0: I think that combined with the fact that he used it against Roger Goodell, probably the commissioner of the NFL probably. Yeah. I, I mean it's hard because of my mind Was he sending so God, he, was, he was sending them from, well, he was sending them from his personal email to Bruce Allen's yeah, work say, email. That and
1: was that was my big question was, is he, if he's sending these through his ESPN email,
0: why? <laughs> that's just stupid. But personally, <laughs> and that's where there's a line because on a principle, I'm like, I'm not sure if someone's private personal emails from a decade ago when... That word was. But if they
1: were, but if they were, were they? E- was he emailing with Bruce on the on Bruce's work email? Yeah, it was, yes, because it was, of Bruce's yeah. work email. That mm-hmm. unfortunately, he's part of the dragon.
0: Act. Exactly. Um, that's the problem. John with
1: with Gruden it. out here catching strays because yeah. Bruce Allen can't use more than one email account. He's
0: a it's just. It's a mess, and so because yeah, in principle, I'm like, I'm not a fan of. You Know personal emails from 10 years ago when I mean, I mean, that word was m- more accepted in the culture 10 years ago than it is in 2021. I mean, which it just was. Um, not even defending it, just yeah. as a matter of fact, it was, but yeah. um, you Does know, that but, make it right? Yeah, yeah just yes. that's just what it was. But the problem was that there was more to it, like he he criticized the NFL for um hiring women refs. He didn't like that. He said the NFL pressured uh, Jeff Fisher, who was the coach of the Rams at the time, to draft, as he called it, "queers" because they drafted Michael Sam, who was openly gay. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where it builds up, and then again, I think for me personally, the one where it's like I, I'm—I have no real sympathy—is the topless photo stuff of the cheerleaders. I'm like, all right, that's that's really yeah. scummy, and you know, I'm fine with them going. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's been a fun, uh, couple weeks for NFL head coach stories. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, uh,
1: so yeah, uh, urban still employed.
0: So, but, uh, John
1: Gruden, uh, allegedly has left of his own volition.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it was going to, he, it, you know, it was him or them was going to leave. So it, it, well, yeah, it's a quitter
1: get fired. Exactly.
0: Kind uh, of situation now, They're but, at
1: least letting him leave.
0: Now, by the saying way, that he quit. again, we're recording this on Thursday, the fourteenth. Um, probably going to drop this on Monday because we like dropping this on weekday morning. By the time you guys hear this, Urban Meyer could very well be fired. Uh, there's, yeah, there is, <laughs> there is nothing. There is nothing stopping yeah. them. Yeah. They're they're in London. I think they have the London game this week, which means they have a bye afterwards. He could very well be fired Monday morning. Isn't it morning
1: London? It it's London and the Dolphins. Yes, the Dolphins. It's Jags and the Dolphins in London, the two Woo!
0: worst teams in the NFL. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Jets, uh, Falcons was the London game last week. That was also really rough. Uh, yeah. They can't keep doing this to London. <laughs> <laughs> That's like that scene from Breaking Bad. They can't keep, keep, keep getting away with this. They can't keep, keep getting away,
1: away with this. Is. Yeah. <laughs> keep
0: keep sending Uh, the worst teams oh the Tottenham Jaguars coming in hot honestly
1: honestly they change the they should change like a the primetime game to the worst teams to force them to get better to force (laughs) the league to be like hey (laughs) we need to you need to do
0: better we can't have this (laughs) Oh. <laughs> this is unacceptable by the way speaking of soccer I know you wanted to talk about this um, so what was the new uh, Newcastle hired a, or got a new owner
1: yeah so Newcastle United was bought out by the PIF which is essentially a wealth fund for the Saudi royal family fronted by a woman named Amanda Staveley, who's I guess notorious for helping make these things happen in the UK I don't know particularly a lot about her what I do know is that this is another brutal and oppressive and cruel royal family buying a team to buy their way to goodwill yeah I was was PR essentially yeah yeah Yeah, it's sports washing it's it's sports washing they're attempting they're attempting to use teams as a means to not you know they'll like make all the bad things it's it's, it's a forgiveness store. look at how look at all the things look at all the revitalization of these cities that i'm doing look at all this money that i'm spending on these players yada, yada yada
0: yada yada um
1: and now it's just happening in newcastle uh and it's it's a weird duality there are a lot of Newcastle fans who are both excited at the prospect of having a new owner but hate that hate who their new owner is uh, Newcastle has been owned for the last 14 years by a pretty miserly awful man named Mike Ashley, who's got a, he's got a habit, uh, in his own words, uh, drinks, he binge drinks because he is drinking to get drunk uh, Jeez. and uh, likes throwing up in
0: fireplaces. Throwing up in fireplaces? Yes. Okay, I, I understand the the this is a place, more- I this is—he is, apparently said all of this in an interview—that like I
1: am not when I if you see me out drinking, um, it is not to have a couple, it is not to have a pint or two, it is to get drunk.
0: I, I understand like, this. Is, this is a more serious topic, but I'm just fascinated by the fact that someone is like identified as I just throw up in I throws it up in fireplaces when he's drunk. He's a he's a billionaire. I get man. I mean like. We've got underemployed money, but we don't have or a hundred or
1: millionaire. Yeah. He's, he's a several hundred times millionaire.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we got underemployed money, but we don't have throw open fireplace at our will money. You oh. know. Uh, uh, not yet.
1: So, our 305 million pounds. So, let's do. It's about 5,000 kilometers.
0: $417,347,970. That's uh, actually a little lower than I would have thought. For um, maybe just—I yeah. mean, it depends. Like an NFL franchise would go for more than that. Um, NBA franchises yeah, an NFL now franchise go goes more than for a billion. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, so I can imagine that. Where if you imagine theoretically, if Dan Snyder sold the Washington Football Team, which isn't out of the realm of possibility after all this is said and done, um, but like, and what if but imagine
1: it was, him selling it to? There is no, unfortunately, there is no equivalent that right. we truly understand.
0: Of. Right um it, it just it, but it's another shitty owner and it's like well this isn't you know maybe it changes but this is still a shitty situation yeah I I mean yeah it's it, it's rough. it's
1: going from one bad situation to a different bad situation but this bad situation at least seems like he's gonna be willing to spend some money to make the team better
0: yeah and I mean ultimately isn't that what we care about
1: <laughs> yes yes the sports <laughs> is the only thing we care
0: about uh breaking news not into the, the, the social
1: not, not the social ramifications of a Brutal, oppressive.
0: No, no, Chieftain. No, yeah, no, no. Uh, T- titles and trophies. Uh, Big trophy. Having
1: buried. essentially an, 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 a, not an unlimited, but a, a fountain of income.
0: Big old trophies, or uh, just a yeah.
1: means to a means to pay fewer taxes when he moves his money around through
0: the shell corporations. Uh, breaking news into the underemployed podcast again. We're recording this ten fifty-seven PM, October fourteenth. The Dodgers. And the winner-take-all Game 5 have just gotten on the board with a uh, RBI double from Corey Seager. I, uh, we are recording this Game 5 winner-take-all Giants-Dodgers. Uh, so I told David beforehand, I was like, we're definitely going to record because I want to record. But, uh, you know, <laughs> this, we've got other sports things happening. So by the time you people hear this, uh, for all I know, whoever wins this game could be up 2 nothing in the next series. But... Just wanted to keep you people up to date. Uh, breaking news. So,
1: but yeah, Jack Jack could either be really excited when this comes out or mm-hmm. despondent.
0: You know what? I'll put in a there's sound. Really,
1: e- there's yeah. really no in between.
0: Yeah, I will put in a sound effect after this uh, to indicate whether they won or lost, and you know you can figure it out from there. So we've had some some more serious subjects, although Urban Myers is inherently funny. Uh, let's think of—I've got some subjects that I think are more lighter, but definitely involve both of us. Let's go for it. We've both been to weddings since the last episode dropped. Uh, David, where was what, 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 when you and Bethany went to?
1: Uh, I was in New Hampshire. Uh, don't remember uh, Lee, New Hampshire.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, very small town. How was the wedding? Wedding was good. Yeah. Wedding was good. Um Bethany's younger brother, married to a woman he's been together with for
0: eleven years already. Aww. Oh that's right. Yeah, you guys were mentioning that. That's uh yeah. Yeah. That, that's they started awesome. they started dating in middle school. That is if that is not the most if that is not a sweet like romance story, I don't know what is. That's awesome. Um It's very cute. <coughs> My favorite part of the wedding was a video. David didn't even send a video through Instagram or Snapchat. He knew it was so important. He had to text me the video. David, what was the video you sent me of you and Bethany? Do you remember Jack's
1: number one wedding
0: song oh. came on? I mean, and... you might not even have to qualify that with wedding. You might not even have to put wedding in there. It might just be Jack's number one song overall. It's, it's... That's
1: not for me to say. Well, I will say it's your number one wedding. It's absolutely my number
0: one wedding song. I will agree with that. We uh, had zero concern
1: about you. Uh, Disagreeing with me
0: No, no, no You you are 100% correct in that assessment Um, No, uh, it was you and Bethany Gladly singing your your cute little hearts out to It's Raining Men Uh, A song as you remember, David By the Weather Yes, which as you remember I I sung on the dance floor of my sister's wedding uh, Which, as we discussed, is now immortalized In a photo in our uh, family bathroom downstairs uh, which I'm in yes you are in the background of the photo it's also on my Instagram it's there um, but yeah uh, I was so thrilled I, I think the only thing I said to you back was I love you both I thought that was just the perfect video to get of a you know uh, the uh, unfortunately they didn't play it at the wedding I went to which it's okay yeah. you know uh, I don't think a wedding's fully perfect without it but I also respect people's decision not to play it That's okay um, it was. I will say, uh,
1: it was. It was a very brief ceremony, and then a long reception. Um, it was tough to do anything because we had to spend forty minutes in the car to get anywhere. Hmm. And it's, there's nothing open late. We weren't in the the one city. Um, there was. There's nothing open late.
0: Did you least, I mean at least it's fun but yeah I can imagine that was sort of uh, yeah. sort of stressful um, for my wedding we
1: drove up there so that was that was the, the more stressful part was,
0: was that drive how long was that drive uh 10 hours Oof. 11 hours yeah that's yeah but uh at least you at least you had fun I mean yeah it's not like you know there's there circumstances that make it harder but it was still fun at least I know for ours So Brandon and Tesla got married in uh, Devon, Pennsylvania, which is about 20, 30 minutes outside of Philly. Um, Mm -hmm. So I drove there like morning, you know, dinner on Saturday, reception on Sunday, all that stuff. Um, What was funny was Sunday was the October 3rd was the last day of the baseball regular season. (laughs) And as I mentioned on the show, the aforementioned Giants were in a race for the NL West, even though they have the best record in baseball on the, until the last day, like Saturday night, I had my phone out watching uh, their game as the Padres and they lost in extras. And I was like, man, all the games start at 3 PM. The wedding starts at five thirty PM on Sunday. Like I need the giants to win in a blowout. So I'm not thinking about the giants while my friends getting married. Uh, fortunately, they were up seven, one by like four o'clock. So everyone can relax. I was okay. <laughs> Nothing bad happened. We had a fun wedding. Um, it was a really cool wedding. I, I, in our case, it was especially nice because that wedding had gotten pushed back from a year before. Um, you know, that was supposed to happen in October or late September, actually, of 2020. That got pushed back, David. I don't know if you heard, but there was a global pandemic going on, and it made weddings hard. I had not heard. Thank oh, okay. You. I'll, I'll tell you off air more about what happened. And um, yeah, no, it was, it was really cool. Um, I will say one of the things that happened on the... The dance floor is always fun at a wedding. As you, again, you've seen me on the dance floor of a wedding. I have a ball at a dance floor uh, on the dance floor of a wedding. They had... uh, I don't know if you've ever had this happen. Um, But they started to play Return of the Mac, And I was like all ready to like sing that opening kind of whoa part. And then the DJ faked... It was a... He... It was like 10 seconds of Return of the Mac and then went into Sweet Home, Alabama. It wasn't even like a transition into a, you know, equivalent. It wasn't even a transition to like, this is how we do it, which would have been on par. It was a transition into a song. that's like, I can't dance to Lynyrd Skynyrd. What is this nonsense? Can't? Not with that
1: attitude. Well, I I,
0: I, I had a hard time, I guess. Um, Not with that attitude. No, I, I mean, David, if, if, if they start playing Return of the Mac, you're ready for Return of the Mac though, right? Yeah, I mean I guess. Yeah. I got blue balled. It was terrible. By the way, shout out to the DJ. He did a good job. I just uh Um I, I it's targeting blue ball to Mark Morrison. Um one story I forgot to tell but really wanted to tell from the wedding and I didn't want to have to drag David back into this because uh just to make him listen to a story that A he already knows and B is just me telling it. But um so on the night of the wedding there were six toasts Uh, they did, you know, uh, Brandon's dad, Tesla's mom, then they took a break, Uh, they did uh, Brandon's sister, Tesla's brother, took a break, and then the last two were, uh, you know, uh, Brandon had a couple of friends, and Tesla had her friend, Jessica was my friend, Um, and Jessica was giving the toast, and the story of how Brandon and Tesla met is that, you know, they met at, Jessica's housewarming party about five years ago and really hit it off. And we could all tell that I had driven Brandon that night and had offered to drive Tesla home to Oakton. Um, And I said, yeah, Brandon tag along. He was already driving him home. So, and I could tell they're hitting off. So I thought it was a good opportunity and uh, you know, it, it went from there and, and you know, it was a good night. So Jessica in her toast mentioned that, I had driven them home, and when she had mentioned me by name, Yates, uh, our friend, who was kind of a natural shitster, um, he uh, started clapping, and it's kind of like, all right, whatever, and then three or four more people started clapping, and so I just leaned into it and said, fuck it, we're doing this, so I stood up at the table. And started waving and like saying thank you, thank you, and I raised my champagne glass and pounded on my heart saying thank you guys so much. And we really leaned into just trolling, um, which, if you know Jessica Claver, it's a perfect opportunity. Um, you know, it, it just it the opportunity presented itself, we couldn't pass it up. So, yes, I got an ovation for a wedding toast that I didn't even give. One of the highlights of any wedding. <laughs> So thank you, everybody, who made that moment possible. You know, it was a cool thing I did do. Um, so again, it's 20 minutes or so outside of Philly. I actually, the morning of the wedding, because again, the wedding wasn't for a while, I actually drove to uh, Kobe Bryant's old high school. I, I thought about it. I was like, hey, you know what? It's a it's 20 minutes away. I just drove there. Uh, it was open. I think there were people in there just doing stuff. But at Lower Merion High School, I just walked into the... Kind of gym area that they named after him. Uh, I don't. I don't think I shared any pictures with you, David. I know I put it on my Instagram story, but I don't think I shared photos with you. But it's a cool. They have not, like, with,
1: me, not with me directly. Uh,
0: I'll send you. I'll, I'll send you some photos actually right now. But um, they had like a trophy case for him. Uh, that was. It wasn't overdone. Like the whole area wasn't overdone, but it was really cool. They had. You know, they, they had a trophy case that was sort of lit up more than the other trophy cases they had, not in an obnoxious way, just sort of in a way of, you know, that was his presence there. They had a poster kind of going into the gym. I I, I think it, re- you know, it, was, it came after he had died. You know, it said Mamba Forever on it. Um, I think it, it, it was just a really dope thing that they did. And I'm glad I got to go. That's one of those things you can always say, hey, I went there. I will say, and David, you'll see this when um, you get the pictures I just sent you. They have Kobe's high school jersey hanging in the gym.
1: I, I think you've shown me the picture where it's just like it's just in a frame.
0: Yeah, I did. Okay, I did show you that when we got dinner uh, when I was back uh, yeah. in Falls Church. Um, but yeah, and we had talked about it. It was like, that's not that high above the court. <laughs> an errant basketball could easily destroy the frame of the most valuable item in that school.
1: It's probably not his actual jersey. It's probably just a, yeah, here's an old... Here's an old jersey with 33
0: on it. And a funny story about that was that jersey had gotten stolen um, a few years ago. And after Kobe died, a Chinese collector who had bought it and thought that there might have been something fishy with it actually worked to get it back to Lower Marion High School. So that's a cool part. But that jersey was stolen from the school years ago, and then they ended up getting it back. Again, they have rafters. You can kind of tell by the photo I sent to you of the court. They have, like, rafters with banners hanging there. They could easily have put Kobe's jersey there. I don't know. But whatever. I don't run a high school. But that was a really cool moment. Um,
1: You're asking too much. I
0: am, clearly. Um, the wedding was super nice, though. I'm glad we both had some fun weddings. I'm not going to another one for a few months. So it was nice to be out there. Um, I uh, Yeah, well, I don't know what my next one is. Well, this is also hard because as the months get colder... Um, they become less frequent. Um, yeah. Hold on. Breaking news into the Underemployed Podcast. The Giants have tied the game with a solo home run. Get the uh, get the alarms going. Get the party. Get the kids cheering. Get the uh, the grunt birthday party cheers going. Uh, the Giants have tied the game in the bottom of the six. David uh, and his Rally cap. Rally cap going. Uh, unfortunately, all my caps are fitted and they're in the closet, so I'm, I don't really want to you know mess with them too much. But, um, yes. So uh, So, weddings... <laughs> Well, my sister's was early November, but generally speaking, if they're going to be, they're not going to be up the East Coast if they're going to be winter weddings. Actually, Dave, have you ever been to a wedding in the winter? Yes. Where
1: was it? It was in D.C., it was at a Catholic church. It was one of my high school teachers, and students were not invited to the reception. (laughs) <laughs> it was pretty much like, yeah, you can go, but
0: you're, you're not. What a what shit. <laughs> what I don't shit. blame
1: him. I wanted to get drunk. Good for
0: that, Actually, because fair. It was you two know what? teachers getting married to each other. David, you know what? You're right. I rescind that. It would have been weird. I I I rescind my Stark. That is fair. It would have been
1: weird. It would have been
0: very weird. I also remember now weird. that I think about it. Um, I don't know if you remember Matt Huffman, who used to live across the street from me. Um, so, the Huffins actually still live across I, the street.
1: I, I I remember the name.
0: So, Matt got married in January of 2018 at the Naval Base <sighs> in Annapolis. And, you mean the Naval Academy? Yeah, I'm sorry, you're right. Um, and I'm not exactly... I mean,
1: probably is also technically a base. I
0: mean, but either way. But, but either way. So, I remember, and this is not an exaggeration, the temperature, not the windshield, the temperature... <laughs> was about five degrees that day it was brutally cold wind chill which again kind of off the water also not great uh very very much in the minus temperatures um but yeah winter wedding's not
1: not great because you are
0: really truly stuck inside and to that point the the uh the bridesmaids we had a ceremony outside as part of a naval procession and the wind had picked up, and everyone was just like, "Oh my God, this is, this is, this is hell." I mean, it's the opposite of hell, but it is hell right now. And the poor bridesmaids are well, their hell dr- could be cold. Uh, yeah, it's true. Uh, in, in some metaphorical ways, um, but uh, and the bridesmaids were out there in their dresses, and in their normal dresses, they were they didn't have any coats, they didn't have anything, and I was just like, "Oh my God, these Eww. these poor women are going to die." <laughs> it was. That was the coldest. That was one of the coldest I've ever been in my life. And we went back inside and everyone was shivering. and ugh. So yeah, um, if you're going to have a winter wedding, uh, it might be cheaper to do it on the East Coast in the winter, but uh, Phoenix, LA, those might be good spots for winter weddings. Just saying. Um, or at least indoors. But uh, yeah. I, one more thing. I, a couple more things I guess I want to talk about. Um, so David had alerted me to this story A few weeks ago, or uh, last week actually, 18 former NBA players charged in a $4 million healthcare fraud scheme. David, do you remember kind of the gist of it?
1: that, we said 18 or 14?
0: 18 and $4 million.
1: Yeah, so 18 guys, they're not even getting that much money.
0: Yeah, which and by the way, NBA players get like a $90,000 a year pension after they retire if you play a certain amount of years, which I think all these guys did. 90,000 a year is a good set like I think all of us most of us listening can like we'd be happy with $90,000 a year.
1: 4 million divided by 18, was it? Yes. Yeah, that's a quarter million each.
0: Yeah. And less than a quarter million each. And it's which you know, it's not worth it for the potential felony charges. I don't know. It's chump change. It's chump change. It's chump change. And again, they're making $90,000 a year for the rest of their lives. They have a pension. <laughs> What's the point? And yeah. so so these guys, you know, and it's 18 guys. Dave and I have heard of a couple of these guys, like Tony Allen, who I know you you know, Tony Allen. Um, Sebastian Telfair. Yep. Uh, Who was a bust? Uh, Glenn Big Baby baby. Davis. Yep, yep. What a he was a uh, Shannon Brown, former two time Laker. You know, uh, former two time champion with the Lakers. Um, Darius Miles, who was kind of a bust coming out of high school in the two thousand draft. Like these are all guys who didn't make big time money, but again, they're making money for the rest of their lives. They don't have to steal. They made more. They made more than
1: two hundred and twenty. 2K.
0: Yes, and again, by my math, in three years' time, their legal pension will have given them more money than whatever they were embezzling. I don't. Yeah. Um, David, is there some type of broad lesson we can take from this whole event and adventure?
1: Um, money doesn't buy sense, and um, if I was a player's agent, I would require that all of the taxes and bills and finances be done through a third party
0: i know um when alan iverson who was notoriously horrible with his money I'm, I'm uh his I'm agent wrong. actually made sure that like 50 million dollars was put away through reebok that he can't touch for another mm-hmm. like i don't know 20 30 years something like that is it that long it maybe it's less than that but i mean yeah they wanted to make sure that ai couldn't mess around with this money um so yeah yeah uh, I guess the lesson here, like David said, is money can't buy sense. Which David, I don't know if you meant that, but that was actually oddly a great kind of pun on your part. So I, I salute you. Well done. Um, sense, c e n t s, s e n. You're you're smart. I like that. Um, Check out I put it, it together. Brain. And if you're and if you're good enough to be in the yeah. NBA, just uh, don't try and uh, weasel your way around with with money. I think that's also a fair assessment.
1: Yeah, it's just just why. Yeah. Like, yeah, these guys. Some of these guys probably didn't, you know, probably made four or five, m- maybe $10 million total. And that it's, you know, it doesn't certainly doesn't seem like a lot of money, but then you yeah. consider like, think about how much money you have. Think about the most amount of money you've ever had. And then think about the fact that like, that's yeah. it's not even close to like, I'm happy with how much I have dollars. in
0: my, in my bank accounts right now. Save like savings. Yeah. It's like, I'm very happy. Like I can afford to take vacations and stuff and not worry about it. And yeah, it's not in the same ballpark as that. Um, so yeah. Lesson learned is uh, don't embezzle money. I think that's a fair assessment, right?
1: Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a fair
0: fair thing to tell people. I think one more thing before embezzlement we... is dumb. Say it one more time for the people in the back, David. Embezzlement is dumb. Smart man. All right, one more topic before we yeah. get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right, man. We ain't taking no shit from embezzlement. Um, so one more topic: Super Bowl halftime show. I think Dave and I are going to have slightly different opinions on our excitement levels of the Super Bowl halftime show, but if you missed the lineup, it is... Snoop Doggy Dog, Dr. Dre... Yeah. Eminem... Kendrick Lamar... Mary J. Blige... That... is a starting five. That is an abs... That is like the 2017 Warrior starting five. That is... That is a starting five. Um, however... David, I'm not sure. I, knowing you and I have talked about how you've kind of fallen out of favor with Eminem in the past, I'm not sure if this Super Bowl halftime show is up your alley. But it's also a rap halftime show for the most part. So how are you feeling about it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think Kendrick. I don't think this is this is the right venue for Kendrick. I don't think this is the right venue for M. I think this is a great venue for Mary J.
0: Blige. I agree. But,
1: eh, I also, I don't know. I, I can't say I don't care about the. Super Bowl halftime show I'm gonna end up watching it I already know um I don't know I just this 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 just doesn't do it for me um Snoop's put out a lot of a lot of dud songs lately as well so like
0: eh. he'll probably I think what'll be good is they're all probably just gonna perform their classics um I don't think you know, it, like M's probably going to do, like, Lose Yourself and Till I Collapse and maybe Business, because it's a Dre beat, and Dre and Snoop are going to do G-Thing and, you know, Still D-R-E. Um, you know what? They're not going to do Still D-R-E. They could. Oh, yeah, 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 I think that could be the intro. I think that's the song they come out into. Um, I actually would be interested if we, if we figure out, if we take a guess at what song we perform. I mean, I think it's crazy that you could argue Mary J. Blige... Might be the fifth biggest performer on that list, and she is a rock and roll Hall of Famer. She just got inducted this year. That is wild. I mean, that's it's, it's legit star power on that stage. What if, yeah, what if though? That's true. What if, imagine David, everyone's done their songs. The halftime show is coming to an end, you know, it's wrapping up. They drop the lights. M's done his songs, Kendrick's done his songs, Stray's done his songs, Mary's done her songs. And what if the last song performed? Is this song?
1: Kind of
0: you love. No. What if Snoop Dogg, what's my name? Part two is what they cap the night off with. There's it's not going to be, of course not. An album cut, <laughs> of course for, not. <laughs> for jerks like us. There are two people in the country who would be excited by that song, and they're hosting this podcast. <laughs> But what if, if, perchance to dream, David? What if, what if Snoop Dogg, What's My Name Part Two, is the song that ends the Super Bowl halftime show? I will call you, and we'll be. It'll be like when the Beatles performed on Ed Sullivan. We'll just be screaming our lungs out.
1: Oh. Mm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take a. I, I would take a mirthful chuckle,
0: <laughs> and I
1: think that'd be about it.
0: I will be. I will be incentivizing the NFL anyway I can to be like hey listen even if you just give us a 20 second clip of that song we would be eternally grateful I'll see what pull I have yeah yeah
1: run that up the flagpole yeah
0: hey local television news producer uh I got some pull baby I got some strings
1: award-nominated local television news producer
0: and co-host of of a two-time award-nominated podcast I got three award nominations as we speak in this trophy case, you think I can't convince Roger Goodell to let Snoopy D.O. Dub perform a, 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 a long forgotten single from an album that came out 21 years ago? Uh, on the surface, it sounds stupid and un- impossible. I don't think Is it it's really impossible. that old? Yeah, The Last Meal came album? out. Yeah, the Last Meal came out in 2000. <laughs> Did I just make you feel really old?
1: Shit. <laughs> that wasn't even middle school yet. <laughs>
0: Oh, time waits for no, man. Um, but, oh, boy. But, yeah, on that depressing note, time has oh come boy. to an end for episode 53 of Underemployed. Now, David, why don't you tease uh, a little bit what we have planned for episode 54, which should be coming out soon. We have a guest.
1: Yes. Uh, a guest who is a, a friend of mine and not Jax.
0: Mm-hmm. I've never met this individual, but I'm excited to talk to him. Um I'm excited to to be... I always love meeting people who know David and have stories to tell. I think they're great. What David describes is that he's very interesting and smart to talk to. So, uh, by nature of what he does, he's very smart. So, uh, Yep. Yeah. So, that'll he's be... He's good
1: s- with words he, and stuff. He,
0: <laughs> and you know who else is good with words and stuff? You, David Hart. You're also good with
1: I, You season. know, I am doing my best.
0: You're doing your best, and I would say... You're doing a solid B minus job. And that's the best we can ask. for. And this one is for the champion. And all since I, I began funny how you said it wasn't yeah, yeah. Then I went in again, yeah.
1: I told you long ago on the road, I got what they waiting for. All wrong from nothing, dog, get yourself.
0: Time I wanna hear you say